Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Carolyn Denemont. Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Now, the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed, and made appointment with them. And when he saw him, they fell down and worshipped him. But some doubted. Jesus approached and breaking the silence said to them, All authority... All power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. Behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. So let it be. I want to start by asking you a rhetorical question. Who do you perceive Jesus to be? It says here in verse 17 that when they saw him, they fell down and worshipped him, but some doubted. There's a contrast there between some recognizing him as God and some being in two minds. The term doubted here is the same term used by Jesus when he spoke to Peter whilst he walked out to Jesus on the water. Peter says to him, Lord, if that's you, call me out there. Tell me to come and I'll I'll do it. I'll come. Jesus says, come, come. And in Matthew 14, verse 30, it goes on to say, but when he perceived, when Peter perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, Lord, save me from death. Verse 31, instantly, Jesus reached out his hand, caught and held him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? That's the same doubt that is used there, as in Matthew 28 verse 17, some doubted. Now the implication of of that text with Peter and Jesus, why did you doubt, implies that uh, he became afraid when he looked around at all that was happening naturally in the circumstances. He wavered in his faith. He became of two minds. One looked at the natural and the other saw the supernatural, Jesus as God clearly having authority over the natural world, walking on the water. And Peter learns two important lessons there, that he could do what Jesus wanted, as Jesus said, come, come, when he had complete faith in Jesus and he trusted him entirely, and that people need God's help to do his will. This miracle of Jesus walking on water was quite different than a lot of the other miracles, which he helped people by healing them or feeding them. This one 
was meant to teach the disciples who Jesus was. It was no person. He wasn't just a, a mere human being because nobody can walk on water. Only God can overrule the laws of nature. And this is God. They can have no doubt that Jesus was God in human form. So going back to the original text, verse 17 of Matthew 28, it says immediately after it says some doubted, Jesus breaks the silence, verse 18, and he says, all authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So he's addressing the doubt the same way that he was addressing it essentially with Peter um, through his actions, showing that he had all authority and rule by walking on the waves. But here he's literally stating it. In case you have any wonder, all authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth have been given to me. So know this first, the first takeaway, Jesus is God and has power and authority over heaven and earth. And with this knowledge and in faith, verse 19, go then, what are we to do? Through faith, total dependency and trust in God, make disciples, which is essentially make pupils. It even goes on to say, rather than just, even more than just making pupils, imitators of your of their teacher. That's what a disciple is, an imitator of their teacher. Of all nations, baptizing them into, which is, it indicates that you're bound to, that's what the Greek says, you're bound to, or property of the name of whomever you're baptized into. So the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, bound to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. What, what do we teach them? Observe all these things, all the things that I've commanded you. Follow him, trust him. And he ends with the best, behold, I'm always with you. So going back to my first question, who do you perceive Jesus to be? I've heard it said, this phrase, small God, big problems. Big God, small problems. There's this lovely hem, this old hem, fix your eyes on Jesus. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, all the fears begin to fade away. If you fix your eyes on Jesus, just like it says in Hebrews 12 too, looking away from all that distracts to Jesus, you can have total faith and trust knowing that he is God and will give you everything you need to fulfill this commission that he's asked of us. Now, if you, I don't know, probably many of you have seen The Chosen and, and in it you see you see represent visually like um, you see the disciples literally following him around and watching him and how he lived and what he said and what he did. And they're, they're just following him around disciples. They were, they were pupils. They were to go on as disciples and imitate their teacher, imitate Jesus. A disciple begets a disciple begets a disciple and there's this beautiful verse, and I want to end with this, in, in Hebrews 13, verse 7. And it says here, which this essentially is 
a disciple what we're supposed to do, I think. Remember your leaders. The disciples remembered Jesus. We can remember the people who led us to Christ. Remember your leaders and superiors in authority, for it was they who brought you to the word of God. Observe attentively and consider the manner of their living, the outcome of their well-spent life, and imitate their faith, their conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the power, the provider, excuse me, and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ and their leaning of their entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. And then the very next verse, verse 18, excuse me, verse 8 rather, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever and to the end of the age. It almost goes complete circle right back to um, how Jesus ends the Great Commission in, in verse 20. He says, Behold, I am with you into the end of the age. I can remember who I can remember who it is that brought me to the Lord. And I wouldn't be who I am today if somebody hadn't told me about Jesus. If somebody hadn't invested time with me and I hadn't observed the way they lived their life, seen the way they trusted in God. If somebody, this person, her name was Sarah, hadn't shared with me the truth found in the Bible, the things Jesus said and did. That's how I came to faith. And Jesus essentially was saying to them, the disciples, the first disciples, Go now and teach other people. Bring them into this relationship with me. I will give you everything you need. It's not about you. It's not about the natural. It's about him, his power and authority, his way he saves. Thank you, Carolyn. And so today we prayed into the Great Commission and three things specifically. Firstly, thanks for the person or the events that brought us to faith in the first place. Secondly, for courage and strength to go out and tell other people about Jesus. And thirdly, for opportunities that we might be presented with moments where we get to share the good news. Thank you for joining us on HGC Daily.